speaking is a really cool way to make a living. I got to tell you, and I'm enjoying it, but you've got to get known. And that all comes down to marketing and branding. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with Howard Brown, and he is a Silicon Valley entrepreneur, best-selling author of Shining Brightly, award-winning international speaker, survivorship coach, and healthcare advocate. He is a two-time stage four cancer survivor, 30 years apart. Howard shares the keys to leading a resilient life that drives successful community leadership, business innovation, and healthy living. And we're going to talk all things about that and about marketing and authorship and all the wonderful things in storytelling. You have to listen up. But first, it's time for our Marketing Essentials Moment, the basics that you need to continue to help you build your brand and your bottom line. Okay, I want to dig in more about getting customer reviews and how powerful they are. And that's pretty much an understatement. They are so powerful. Customer reviews have been known to help accelerate word of mouth. And so that's what you want, right? And so asking for reviews can sometimes be not always the first thing that comes to mind when you're talking to somebody that is your customer that just loves and adores you, right? So let's talk about how you can ask for reviews in a way that comes natural and isn't just trying to, you know, I don't know, feel awkward, right? Because we know that those reviews are going to be so important to build trust when people are looking at you online before they even maybe even contact you to buy from you, right? They're going to look at the reviews. They're going to look at your online presence. They're going to do some research about you. Maybe they'll look at Yelp. Maybe they'll look at Google or Facebook or all the places that reviews can appear. So if you can ask somebody in the moment, it might be a little awkward or it could be you know difficult to do. Maybe they're not in a place that they could do a review right now but you can get permission from them. You can ask them in person to say, hey, would you be willing to do a Google review for us or an Amazon review or a Yelp review? Those reviews really help us get more new business and helps us build trust. And if you enjoyed your experience and hopefully they did, and if they are talking about how they enjoyed the experience, sometimes it's just an easy transition when they they go on and on about the services that, that you did and they're, they're loving what you've done. They tell you in person, or maybe they'll respond via email and just, you know, say thank you for such an awesome job that you did or product or whatever. It's easy to say, hey, would you be willing to do a Google review? Now, here's the important part. Give them the link to go give you that review. It makes it super easy and then they can do it. You can even go so far as to give them some examples of reviews that they could then modify and make their own. Here's some examples of some reviews. If you would love to give us a review, that would be awesome. And then reward them for it. Do a shout out, do something that's going to give them something of value in return for having given you a review. Sometimes it takes a little bit of motivation to make it happen, but you can ask them through your website. You can do a reviews page on your site. We have a For the Love of Pepper Shock page that we put all of our reviews on and our customers love it. We put a photo of them. We put a link back to their website so they get a link back. It's good for both of us. 
And we also will link to our case study or portfolio if that's the case of, of the work that we've done that they've given us such good reviews on. Now for you, if you've got a product and you want them to give you a review, you can email them, you can ask them, you can even put it in your email signature. Hey, love what you saw or did or what, you know, love the experience that you had with us. Please give us a review, right? Those reviews are like gold to being able to accelerate that word of mouth advertising. You can ask them on social media through a direct message or post again, providing the link for them to be able to give that review would be awesome. Just makes it one less step that they have to take. It makes it convenient for them and then you can make it happen. So you can do it in person during the sell or after the conclusion. You could do it in an email. You can do it over the phone. You can do it on your invoice, right? Put it on your invoice with a link there, paying the bill and they want to give you a review. You can do it on a receipt. Maybe if you send them a receipt, you can do it in a text message, right? Sending out uh, SMS text messages to your client base and asking for reviews there. You can also reward them with an exchange. If you give us a review, we'll give you a discount on your next purchase. Or you can also put it on your business card. I have a QR code on the back of my business card right now. It's linked to my booking page, but you can also have a QR code and have it linked to whatever you want that link to go to, and you can make that happen. You can then also maybe if you give us a review, give them a free gift or a free service in exchange for that review. You can ask them through social media. You can ask them by chat bot. You can ask them in multiple different ways, but just remember to ask them to give you those reviews. Next up is referrals. We'll talk more about that, but for right now, we're talking about reviews. Ask for those reviews. All right, let's get into the interview. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Pepper Shock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, I'm super excited to have Howard Brown. Howard, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ray. I'm so excited to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we got to meet oh, a little while ago and talk um, about publicity with Jill Lublin. And and uh, you did your her boot camp and I got to be a panelist and you reached out and I can't wait to, to share the world with what you have to offer and what you've gone through and, and all the things that you're doing. And we'll go on a marketing journey, of course. But Howard, I, from your own words, I would just love to um, have you share with our audience a little bit about you and some of the things that you've done and gone through and uh, just the amazing story that you have to tell. So sh- Howard, please share with us. Well, I, 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 want, I want everyone to know that my first, uh, I, you know, my son, brother, um, husband, and dad, that's the most important thing that you can be, right? Yeah. Um, and a friend. So that's the most important. But um, by training, I am a Silicon Valley technology entrepreneur. Um, I, I started out with the big computer companies, got my training, got my foundation built, and then I hopped onto the technology startup bandwagon. And so I've been in the video, audio world, uh, cloud computing. It wasn't called that back then. And <laughs> then I started my own two platforms, my own two social networks, one for calendaring uh, in the faith space and one, another one called Circle Builder. That was uh, the largest social networks in the world, faith and religion. And yeah. so um, I've done a lot on the technology side of things. Um, and uh, I, unfortunately, um, I got uh, the, the, the harsh diagnosis of stage four cancer diagnosis uh, when I was 23, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma. And then again at age 50, colon cancer. And um, I've had to 
uh, like Humpty Dumpty got knocked down, I've had to get back up again. And right. so um, I ended up uh, coming from cancer to COVID and I, I wrote a book and I launched my speaking career and I launched a podcast uh, all since last fall. So yeah. I'm, I'm branding and, 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 and building um, reputation management and getting out there, hustling. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, well, first of all, congratulations on, you know, getting put back together again. <laughs> that's a good analogy, I think. But, and then everything's all clear, all good now, Howard. I am very uh, blessed, lucky, and grateful. I look in the mirror and say that every morning because uh, many people are still in the fight and many people have lost their fight. Uh, the cancer burden was too great and God called them to heaven. So I am no evidence of disease coming up. Uh, September will be four years and um, I have surveillance scans and blood work coming up in June. But right now my energy is great and uh, I'm, I'm feeling feeling good after all I've been through the last seven years. It's been a rough, rough, rough sledding. Yeah. Well, let's share a little bit more about the book and um, tell people kind of just the synopsis of, of, I mean, I can only imagine, right? But but just share a little bit more about the what you've written and what it's all about. Okay. So the book is called Shining Brightly. It's um, it's, it's been out since uh, end of September 27th. And this is my memoir. So I got to give you the backstory on it because it's yeah. actually quite interesting. Yeah. So um, a friend of mine Dave, named David Crumb, uh, who is a book publisher, hybrid book publisher, he took me for bagels and coffee. And through bagels and coffee, I thought it was going to be a short meeting. I was in treatment at the time. I looked awful. <laughs> and he said, would you like to leave a, a short legacy book, like a hundred page Kindle or something like that uh, for your family, for your wife and daughter? Uh, you've done a lot of things in life. Let's Let's get it on paper and let's do something like that. And I looked at him. I said, no. I said, I, I said, uh, you know, that's like Superman at Kryptonite. I'm not a great writer. Grammar and punctuation are optional. Um, <laughs> I, I think I'm kind of daunted by that tax. Well, I, I uh, as, as colon cancer patients do, I went to the bathroom. I came back and on a napkin, Silicon Valley style, he had uh, through our conversation, which actually went for a couple hours, 10 chapter titles. Wow. So he said, Go home and ask Lisa and Emily, my daughter and my wife, that, uh, you know, that I, I'd like to, I propose this legacy idea. And I came home and they both laughed at me. They're like, mm -hmm. you write a book? Oh my God. So I called David back the next day and I said, David, I have one request. He goes, only one request? I said, yes. I said, I want to record on Zoom the yeah. most influential, important people of my life. If oh. you'll do that, I will write a book with you. And He's, there was just complete utter silence on the phone. And he said, I got to call you back. We've never done that before. Now, this is October of 19. This is just uh -huh. before COVID was coming, you know, right. March of 20. And um, he called me back and he said, we've got to be very diligent. We've got to meet on Zoom. We've got to invite the guests. You know, we've got to do this, you know, two hours every Wednesday. Well, he goes, it'll take a year. Well, it took three. <laughs> to get it right, it took three. Yeah. It was the coolest experience I've ever had. And it was actually healing and cathartic for me as well. I got to walk back my entire life. And except for my uh, grandparents that are, that are deceased, yeah. right? I got people in Zoom rooms from all aspects of my life. And I emceed those, those, those sessions. Some were absolutely, utterly crazy. Some were crying. Some were, we can't remember. 
but I got my doctors, my camp counselors, my high school and, and, oh, and, wow. and grade school friends, family members to tell stories. So this book is written very differently because those Zoom recordings became transcripts. The transcripts became drafts. The drafts became chapters. And I know that this is audio only, but I'm holding up my book. I am a real published author, yeah. a bestseller with number yeah. one categories. And the reader is, it's, I'm not actually talking to the reader. I'm talking in those. And I invite people to come in to those Zoom conversations and I go through my my entire life of being a twin and the lessons my grandparents taught us, family traditions, becoming uh, uh, you know cancer one, uh, which was lymphoma when I was 23. Uh, that's the cancer chapter. M- then moving to California and meeting my wife, becoming a big brother, doing community service, moving to Silicon Valley, uh, doing interfaith work, and then ending up with the best four-letter word ever, H-O-P-E. You got to have hope. So that's how we shine brightly together. And uh, that's, uh, it was, I just, I I put the time in and three years later, it's coming out there and I'm inspiring and helping others. And um, I'm a published author, best-selling author. Here I am. And that's, that's amazing to be able to put all that together. And I know it's, it takes a lot of time to, you know, compile all of the things that people had to say and what to pick and what not to and omit and and edit and and all of that. And now your book is out and you have also now been doing um, public appearances and speaking and, and doing lots of things like that too. So share a little bit more about some of that journey that you're now able to do because you are a published author. So being a published author is great. And then my publisher, Front Edge Publishing, said there's 901 steps to get a book out the door. And the last 901 is to press the green light on Amazon. Okay. And that happened on September 27th. Rhea, and you know this because you already know the answer. Your audience isn't going to be surprised. That is the starting line. Books don't sell themselves. You actually have to build the brand. You have to market. You have to amplify. And you have to actually let people know that you are out there. Mm -hmm. So I began the book tour, the amplification tour, by starting out by um, getting different events happening. So um, I had an event at Babson College. My college came came behind me and supported me since I was a trustee there, the number one school Mm -hmm. for entrepreneurship, 30 straight years. Um, They came behind me and did a story. Um, My hospital, Dana-Farber, did a story about being a longtime bone marrow transplant survivor on me and my twin sister. I thanked the nurses and doctors at my hospital for cancer too here in Michigan. They brought out the TV cameras, the radio crews, the bloggers. It was so cool. Um, I've been on the cover of Merck.com with my doctor from um, Dana-Farber that talks about a 34-year doctor-patient relationship, which is not usual. So you've got to look for all these amplification events. I've been on 55 podcasts. Nice. Um, I'm a podcast guest like I am on yours today. Well, this will and be then, 56, right? Yes. <laughs> Yay. 56 today, which I'm excited. Yeah. And then in January, I launched my own podcast to have my own stage so I can talk about inspiration. Yeah. Okay. That's, that's what Shining Brightly is using that light of inspiration. So it's been an absolute whirlwind. And you know what the results are? The results are paid speaking gigs, some yeah. free, some pay to play. Fifteen hundred books. It's. I'm telling you that I. I they, they say that some authors, you know, two hundred books in a lifetime. 
I'm selling 200 a month because wow. I'm amplifying the brand. Yeah. You have to amplify the brand and I'm being very consistent. Um, now I'm not a TikToker, Okay. And, um, I, I, my YouTube channel's coming because I think talking heads is not so interesting, but mm. on Facebook, on, uh, Instagram and on, um, on, on my mm -hmm. Facebook, I am very consistent three to seven times a week, making interesting posts that right. can be shared. And what that means is that like, like this is that you are serving me up to your network and I don't, I want to deliver the goods. I want this to be an interesting talk and I want this to be interesting for your audience to come check me out on shiningbrightly.com. Check me out on social. Right. And then mm -hmm. I'm going to share you with my network and that's how it's done. That's, that's, that's part of it. And so being invited to speak amplifies that because then you can show the rebroadcast. Okay. Mm -hmm. I know there's VIP to the recordings and all that stuff, but okay. It's all great. Mm -hmm. um, uh, today I'm going to be live in London on Ripple Fest after this. So uh -huh. again, it's, 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 it's work. It, it doesn't happen easily. And you, and you have to go onto the networking platforms, speakers, connections, speakers, playoffs, joint venture, network directory, laws of life. Um, the uh, art of connection. And, and um, I'm also in a collaborative book with a thousand other entrepreneurs, a whole different community. So mm -hmm. I, I have to tell you, there's not one way, but um, there's, there's many ways, many yeah. ways. Yeah. And you've, and you did the publicity boot camp with Jill Loveland and got a lot of good nuggets from her. I just love her. She's always invited me to be a panelist on her uh, boot camps, but um, I think, the publicity side of it, getting the, the, the recognition, getting the, the cameras there, the radio people there. I mean, it's, it's, it's free. It doesn't cost anything necessarily, but your time and just the, the time to coordinate and put it together and, and then having those people support you and want to share your story. I think that's amazing. So you, I, I, what I learned from you and from Jill is that you actually have to have your main lane. You got to stay in your primary lane. I'd have to tell you, my primary lane happens to be getting up again and being a survivor of two cancers 30 years apart. That is the lane that's drawing the most interest for me. Listen, I'm a Silicon Valley entrepreneur with IPO experience. I have entrepreneurship, leadership, and mentorship. And then for my community service, I do a ton of interfaith work. Those are secondary lanes right now. Yeah. I got to ride the lane that is driving the most interest. And having cancer 30 years apart is driving that interest right now. So in the healthcare space, with pharmaceutical, with uh, uh, med schools, with hospitals, and with um, medical device, that, that's, that's the lane. And I'm right. riding that lane. That's good. Well, and I imagine people who get to read your book or hear you speak, I mean, it, it is a message of inspiration. And if they're going through something similar or they can relate to or they know somebody who's who has gone through something similar to you, I mean, that's all about the storytelling that you're sharing. And I can imagine the content that you have have procured with all of the zoom interviews. I mean, you have enough content for life. I mean, there's quotable moments. I'm sure there's lots of good stories to tell. Are you using any of those zoom recordings in your content now? I, um, I have, oh my God, we had to cut the book down, right? 18 chapters, <laughs> yeah. 18 equals life um, in, in Judaism. And there's 360 pages, which is a multiple of that. There's 62 pictures. I am actually doing like, page uh, snapshots. And I mm -hmm. just dedicated, I, I got very disturbed. 18,000 nurses are going to leave their profession because of burnout. 
And my nurses are your, are your, are your, the, the connective tissue that, right. that, that help you when you actually are getting, um, you know, any type of surgery or chemotherapy or, or side effects. And I was disturbed by that. So I took my acknowledgement to nurses and I, I did a post on that, that actually got uh, a lot of, uh, a lot of viewage, all that. So I am, um, so I, I have to tell you, it's a little bit of a, a secret, but um, I'm holding back the actual B-roll of all those Zoom recordings. Yeah, you know what my dream is? And I got a big, hairy dream. Shining Brightly, Shining Brightly is going to be made into some type of movie. It could be a Hallmark movie. It's going to be a Netflix movie, but that's, that's coming. Um, that's my mm-hmm. big goal. It's not there yet, but that's the B-roll. I'm saving some of the B-roll for that. But remember, B-roll is, is actually a, lots of people with, with screens on Zoom. It's it's, right. it's really the audio that's most important, but yeah. still, a lot of it's very cool, and uh, hopefully that'll be used there. But I could I could use it, but again, you use everything in your toolbox. Right. Well, it could be a remake. I mean, so now that we don't have to be on Zoom as much, right? Because of the yeah. pandemic. But if uh, you know somebody wants to pick this up, if anyone's listening, <laughs> there's probably some good stories to tell. Yeah, for sure. So, so, so one of the keys, and, and I think this is really important, is your reputation. Okay, I am building a reputation of of a survivor. Okay, mm-hmm. but I'm also building a reputation as a go giver. All right. Mm-hmm. I want to make sure that people know that I am a mentor. I'm a friend. I am a connector. It's mm-hmm. not all about me. Okay. It's also about others and making this world a better place. And so I always say that we lift ourselves up so that we're good with faith, family, fitness, and finance. The four mm-hmm. F's I learned from um, Chris Whitehead, and mm-hmm. those are in check. Then you lift up others. And by lifting up others, we join and become this force multiplier for good and positive change. There's enough negativity in the world. And um, I'm, not, I'm not part of that. Uh, I'm, I'm on positive street. And that reputation really makes a difference because people then do want to connect with you. They know that it's not all about you. And they know that you are there to help privately or publicly. And that's the reputation that I've always had. But I am amplifying that to the max because... Um, my LinkedIn has gone from 3,000 to over 8,000 in less than seven months. It's amazing. Okay, so without giving away the farm here, what is maybe a couple memorable stories that people shared in, in your Zoom, if you, if you care to share? Of uh, maybe just a short summary, you know, not, get, not giving it away because we want people to buy the book, but um, what are some things that people shared with you, Howard? So the, the first thing that I, I have recordings of my great-grandmother, Bertha Budish, from the old country in Lithuania, lived on a farm, okay, and dirt floor, and the czar was coming to take the boys into the army, so mom took it away. This is Orthodox Judaism. They, they basically spoke Russian, Lithuanian, uh, Yiddish, and so she, she grew up on a farm, and she learned those skills. They had to navigate their way to Europe, and they actually had to take the boat over Okay, to Ellis Island. Well, she wasn't allowed on that boat. She was a 16 year old girl. She had uh, trachoma in her eye and she had to stay in the Netherlands. And thank God she knew how to sew because she got a job as a nanny and, and how to sew in a factory. And she met another woman that said, you know what, getting into Canada is easier. So she came through Canada down to the uh, Boston area where my family was and got to reunite with her whole family. And um, it's quite a story. 
But she basically, as a five-year-old, there's a story uh, in this book where I found a quarter and she told me it wasn't mine. It was God's money. That money is for others in need. And so she taught us three words. And, and the, the words are actually um, in, in Hebrew. And one is, is called chesed. And she taught us what kindness was. Live a life of kindness. That's the first. The second is tzedakah, which means live a life of justice, of giving. Give to others. And the third one is about Tikkun olam, repair and heal the world. This is a wow. world that needs to be healed. You heal yourself and you heal others, and then you are godlike. This is an Orthodox Jewish woman that lived to 101. That's sage advice. So that's just oh, in chapter wow. one. That's just chapter yeah. one. Oh, wow. So, cool <laughs> stuff. so that's the teaser. Yeah. No, okay. That's, that's good. I was going to say, don't give it all away. <laughs> Is there anything else that comes to mind right away that you you just you feel compelled to share that uh, was on your Zoom meetings? I do. So <laughs> we got to have my doctors. Getting doctors to come on Zoom was not easy to get the content for the book. They're so but busy. <laughs> they they are, but to get them on. So to get my doctors from thirty three years ago to come on, we couldn't remember stuff. But I really wanted to thank them because there was a couple important things. So the first thing is that I want everyone, this is the timeout moment here, to go get screened. During COVID, people did not go get their checkups. So go get your mammography, go get your prostate checked, go get your colonoscopy, go get your cardio checked and do a stress test. Go to the dentist, okay? People skip that out. If I would have been screened for colorectal cancer at age 40, I may not have had colon cancer at age 50. Wow. Now the new screening age is 45. So that is the big moment is that you, if you're not healthy, okay, you can't function at your optimal best. So please go get screened. So that's the quick timeout moment. But what I wanted to, uh, to tell you is that I got to go over three miracles, okay? And the first miracle was that I have a twin sister. Yeah. And without that twin sister saving me from non-Hodgkin's lymphoma and her bone marrow, okay, I wouldn't be here today. So that's a lottery pick of one in 25,000 to be an exact match. Okay, so those screenings that happen when people get a liver donation or organ donor or blood donated, they now call it stem cells. That's a miracle. And you got to be blessed, lucky, and grateful for that. The second miracle was before I did a drop of chemotherapy, my liver function test. This is 1989 in October. This doctor, Eric Rubin, who now works for Merck, told me to go to the cryogenic center. I said, cryo what? Yeah. He said, go leave a sample. You come back and do chemo another day. Well, I said, why? I'm, you told me I have three to six months to live and I got an aggressive stage four lymphoma. He said, go do it. What else are you going to do today? He goes, you might enjoy it. You made a joke. <laughs> so I went, I went and did it and I forgot about it. Ah. 11 years later, that sperm was called out to Silicon Valley and we did in vitro fertilization, my wife, Lisa, <gasps> and my miracle child, my frozen kidsicle, Emily, was born a healthy baby girl. That's miracle number two. And now she's in college and or she no, graduated she's, and she's 
working as a reporter, right? She's out your way. She's a TV reporter uh, out in Montana. So it, it, just think about that, okay? The, the, that's just incredible. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> that's funny. I, I like it. I right? yeah. <laughs> love it. Oh, that's, that's amazing. That's, wow. that's what it is. So she's amazing. And we are so lucky to have her. And I got to be a dad. I'm coming up on Father's Day, right? I mean, God, it means so much to me. So miracle number three is that I had this surgery called the Mother All Surgery, Sidral Reduction High Pack, Hyperentrepreneurial Chemotherapy that saved my life for colon, uh, stage four metastatic colon cancer. They cut me open like a bronzino fish, and they, they basically took out all the cancer they can see, live and dead cell. They poured hot chemotherapy inside of me to kill microcell chemotherapy, all right, for 13 and a half hours. And then they spun me around like a rotisserie chicken so it could spread all my pelvis and abdomen. I woke up in the ICU and I pressed the uh, morphine drip button. I had 90 stitches, uh, staples from my pelvis uh, down to my pubic bone. And then I had to heal. Currently, that is what saved my life, miracle number three. So... Uh, there's miracles in my book. I, I don't even, you know, I, I, I can't even think about that. that that's a yeah. life and a half of being knocked down Humpty Dumpty version one, Humpty Dumpty version two, and now Humpty Ver- Dumpty version 3.0 is here as a published author, speaker, podcaster, trying to change the world and inspire the world to shine brightly every single day. That's amazing. I can't imagine, I mean, all of the things that you just, I mean, all of the miracles, I think that is just I'm blown away. <laughs> wow. Well, maybe people will go to Amazon or, or contact me on my website and yeah. uh, buy the book. Maybe we'll sell a couple books. That's right. That's right. Of course. Of course. Well, okay. Since we are on this marketing journey and kind of sharing some things that you've gone through in order to help spread the word and get those paid speaking gigs and, and some of those things, what advice would you give to somebody that is contemplating potentially you know, writing some stuff down on a napkin and, you know, just going for it. What would you tell them? What would you say to them? How would you, um, you know, what are maybe some things you learned along the way that you could tell them like, here, do this, don't do that. Or, you know, what is it that you can share that would give them, you know, kind of like you said, H O P E. So first of all, get started immediately. Start, take, take time, schedule that intentional thought process do it outside uh, uh, on a park bench, uh, you know, do it, do it, you know, make a note when you're cooking. I keep a notepad with me, but you got to write it down. Or we have these little devices called phones that you can record yourself yeah. and record those moments too. So um, listen, speak on something that you're passionate about or go learn and research something that you want to speak and write about. Um, but there's no reason not to start right away then surround yourself with the right team. There are so many more resources today because of COVID for people to help you as a self-published author, a hybrid author. Um, Now the big leagues, you know, that's tough if you're unknown. So I don't even go there, but surround yourself with the right team to be able to get a highest quality product you can get out there as far as a book. Now, I'm actually known as a very good speaker. Uh, I've been in sales my whole life. I've spoken to big and large audiences my whole life. But you know what? There's a difference between a good speaker and a great speaker. So I went back to school. I joined a, a Speaker Slam Development Academy, and I went to make sure that I actually could level up and package up. 
to have the speaker one sheet, to have a hype reel, to have a scissor reel, to get paid stage time so that you can have a proof case because speaking is a really cool way to make a living. I got to tell you, and I'm enjoying it, but you've got to get known and that all comes down to marketing and branding. Right. And that's what you got to do. And so there's no reason to start now. Listen, I'm, I, I did it. I, I, I turned the corner. I, I'm this, I am a, I'm an author, speaker, podcaster. I'm also a survivorship coach and I rebranded my Facebook, rebranded my LinkedIn and, and I keep emphasizing and reemphasizing and amplica- amplifying that brand and anyone else that, you know, helps me do it. So I call it a team sport. So fighting cancer was a team sport. Writing a book is a team sport. Mm-hmm. It all happens in teams. If you're going solo, it's the hard route. Welcome in others to help you get there. And what do you mean by hybrid? Because, you know, you said self-publishing in a hybrid scenario. Can you explain that a little bit more? Sure. So there's publishers out there that know how to publish. Okay. And they know how to get a book to market. I wanted one of those because I don't know how to get a book to market. They needed my content. Now, I came to this hybrid publisher without a manuscript. We had to create a manuscript. Some publishers will not start from scratch with you. Okay. I needed a publisher that would start from scratch. That's hybrid as well. Um, So we created that manuscript and had to go through all the interviews, all the editorial and all the drafts. And we did that together. But what happens is you become a partner in the sale and profitability of your book. So my hybrid publisher, did I paid them? Um, we split the cost for the publishing of the book. The book costs money to publish, right? So we split that cost 50-50. Now, they get a percentage of every book sold. So does Amazon, by the way, a big percentage called a third. And then I get the rest. And um, so we all have partners. Amazon's your biggest partner, right? Mm-hmm. Unless you sell direct. So when I get hired to speak, I get a speaking fee and travel. I get a book fee. And sometimes I get a workshop and education fee. So it's pretty cool. Uh, but when I sell the book directly privately, I make more money. But yeah. 85% of all books are sold on Amazon.com. And it's yeah. the large, one of the largest search engines in the world. So you got to be there if you're relevant. Yeah, that makes sense. They take a big chunk of it, but then you have the opportunity to have more sold. So <laughs> it's kind of a, <laughs> yeah, a double-edged sword there. For sure. Um, Okay. If you could step into my shoes, since you also have a podcast, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask already? So I think that you you should ask me what lessons I learned, okay, going through uh, two cancer battles. And um, that's the question. You want to ask that question? Okay. All right, Howard, what lessons have you learned going through two cancer battles, my friend? So- I learned that it's okay to take help, all right? Mm -hmm. Give other people the chance to help you and receive help. In your time of need, I had to learn this, it's it's time to be selfish. And so I learned that. And um, it was really important that I learned that because it made other people feel good. It made felt like they're doing something right? They, they, you know, whether it was the meal train, whether it was actually starting a GoFundMe to help me with massive medical bills, wh- whether it was actually dragging me out on a walk, um, whether it was sending me a meme or a joke or a video or a good book or a prayer, it didn't matter. You have to allow people to give to you and, and it, take that in. 
And so that, that was one of the very, very big lessons. The second lesson was that we all have this light inside of us, right? People are like, oh, you're so positive all the time. No, I wasn't. I curled up in a ball, but I kept that private. All right. When I'm going through steroid rage or I'm, you know, yakking my brains out or I didn't feel good or I'm in the hospital with a, uh, you know, a uh, mm -hmm. some type of blood clot for, you know, due to this, I had tons of side effects. I, I, I shielded much of that because we all have our lives to live in. And that's the down dark stuff. But I was able to step out. OK. And baby steps, small steps forward. Plus the dog had to go to the bathroom and I had to walk the dog. So, you know, five steps further each day. And that is important. So what I tell people is that it is very easy, okay, to actually shine your light for yourself and for others mm -hmm. and our communities each day. And that does make the world a better place. So that's that, that, those are the, those are the big take-home lessons. Let other people help you because they feel like they're helping. I like I like that a lot because you're right. Sometimes people will deny it or just say, oh, I'm okay. I'm okay when they're really not and push it away when they really truly do need the help that others want to give, right? And not feel like you're burdening people, but you're doing something to help them help you. <laughs> I like that exactly. a lot. Yeah. yeah. Very good, Howard. Awesome. Okay. So if people would like to buy the book, I know we mentioned it earlier, but go ahead and kind of share how they can get it on Amazon or how they can get in touch with you if, if they want you to come speak for them and, and all of the good things, Howard. Absolutely. So um, first of all, shiningbrightly.com has everything you need with uh, speaking book and podcast. Um, also has uh, stuff about some of the uh, uh, community service that I provide to uh, higher education, mostly Babson College, to the cancer world and, and the interfaith communities of my service work um, and mentorship. I also have three giveaways, three guides to the book that are free. One is on survivorship and it applies to everything, all walks of life and you can survive anything. Uh, the other one is actually mentorship. I think the lost art of mentorship makes this world go around being a mentee and being a mentor. So I actually have a uh, 16 steps to becoming and uh, offering mentorship and you fill in the final two. And then I have interfaith relations. Why bother to learn about other cultures and other religions and other ethnicities? Because uh, it's a passion of mine. So those are available uh, off the website as well. And you can contact me there about speaking, podcasting, um, and the book is there. There's links to go buy it on Amazon. Or if you contact me directly, I will send you a signed copy book plate and a pair of shining brightly sunglasses those on audio i don't see it but i'm putting on my shining brightly sunglasses and we are shining uh a ray, ray of sunshine with you today right that's right <laughs> that's right oh i love it well thank you so much howard for uh sharing all of your stories today that was awesome thank you my pleasure i love being on your show let's go market let's go out there let's go make a difference let's go inspire you got it. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you can do for both of us is share this with others that you know need to hear what Howard had to say today. And of course, give us those reviews because that always helps uh, in, in the podcast world. And uh, thank you so much. And until next time, everyone, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.